Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. That's right. She's not lying. Drop the subject is on Channel Q and it has just begun. You know what I love? I love doing a show with someone who has gotten less than a handful of hours of sleep. Oh, girl. I can't wait. Girl, girl, girl. It makes me very excited to see just what by-the-bedside-at-a-robot moments are coming. (laughs) I... uh... You know, sometimes like, you know, like you're going to have a short night or that you have a long day coming up. I was completely unprepared for this short night of sleep because I thought in my mind, the I hate when people say I thought in my mind, like, what else did you think in your kneecap? Um, I thought hey, that the presidential yourself, debate. Speak for your own kneecaps. All right. Mine have plenty of original. <laughs> They're thought. very smart. Uh, I thought for some reason that the presidential debates were on Thursday. They're tonight. Um, I knew that Gordon Sondland was uh, testifying this morning. We did know that. I only realized late last night that the Grammy nominations were coming out this morning. Grammy noms? Because uh, a friend works at the Grammys and was like, oh, going to bed early, got to be up at three. Noms are in the morning. Mm -hmm. Lizzo got eight. Um, And then uh, I'm covering a story for something else that's unrelated. I guess I can't really... I don't know if I can talk about it or not, but like, it's just a very busy day today. Mm-hmm. So to only have two and a half hours of sleep, it's going to get interesting. At some yeah, point. no, no, I can't wait. And you'll go through different phases of being like really awake and then also crashing and then really exactly. awake and then delirious. Exactly. And then it's going to carry over into tomorrow too, which I'm excited. No, about. I think well because the debates will be over at nine ish. I'll probably walk, watch an hour of the analysis and be dead by like ten. Okay, but then you'll play together for uh the Together song from Janet Jackson. Oh my God, I did it again yesterday <laughs> and then, while I was writing and so I was like, I have to turn this off after that the That is time. Jarrett's coffee. Yeah. It will keep him oh, up no matter you know what. what. Maybe that's what I need to do in the commercial breaks. Yeah, just keep watching that. That's good. Together again. That's good. Over and over again. Until I can be together no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to toot my own horn, Uh-oh. but I did want to share deep, something, deep. but tooty toot toot. Okay. Because... There is something that an actress tweeted yesterday having to do, it was a joke about the impeachment proceedings and about the whistleblower specifically. She made a joke, it's doing very well on Twitter, and I just want to put it out there. Everyone has witnessed me making masked singer jokes when it comes to the whistleblower, have we not? Yeah, never heard that. No, Mm -mm. I, Jarrett, don't do this to me. You're on no sleep. You have to just be on my side. Yeah, I was going to say, my memory. I can't recall. Did I not say that they should do the impeachment hearings like the Masked Singer, where they put the whistleblower or whistleblowers in Masked Singer-like disguises Mm. and have them testify? Yeah, I'd have to review the transcript. I'm not sure. We'll show you the receipts. (laughs) Well, Bette Midler... Oh, has nice. tweeted. Of course it's Ben Midler. Republicans are still bitching that the impeachment hearings are boring. Maybe we should have every person who testifies wear animal heads and we'll all try to guess who it is before they reveal themselves. Hashtag the mass singer still works as a title. And it's gotten, let me see now. What uh, did, wait, what is she it, calling it? She says we can still call it the mass singer. But she's saying that the that the impeachment hearings, sh- because everyone's more, saying that they've been boring, they should run the mass Singer style. I kind of want a, a better name than the mass Singer. It's got to be a little more punny. 
Yeah. Uh, I what was that th- throat sound? I don't know what things are already interesting. I'm oh, so god. excited. Oh god! Uh, yeah, we would have to workshop a different name, but the the point is the that mass, Bette Midler, the Whistler, and I, the mass, the mass Whistler. It's sure. not as good, but it's it's on the right path. I I you know I, I'm I'm open to anything. It, but it's shrug worthy. It can't be a shrug worthy name. This is the country we're talking. No, about. I, I I agree. <laughs> we need to settle on something strong. But the point that I'm making ladies and gentlemen, is that Bette Midler and I have made the same joke. Are you saying she's plagiarized your joke? I, I'm not saying that she may or I may not have been it. listening to Drop the Subject. I know that that, that you I know are she's the, a big fan. You're the plagiarism expert around here. You okay? that, yes, of course. So, but Bette Midler is a big fan of our show. She is a big fan. I'm saying that it's not it's not out of this world to assume that she listened to moi Talking about this. I think this. she actually left a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you are a jerk. So, yeah, You're making this up. No, I'm pretty sure she loves the show, if I'm not can mistaken. You, I know you have a lot going on today, but can you please look into this? I Yes. I need you to... I will use the powers of journalism <laughs> yes. and Captain Planet. Talk to some people. To, I will. I need to know if Bette Midler knew about me making these jokes before mm-hmm. she made them on Twitter, because 8,000 likes and 800 retweets. Hold on. <laughs> We're going to take a You're quick You're lying! I'm going to get on the phone with Bette Midler. Um, but up next, I'm going to break down what's happening with Jussie Smollett, why he is filing a brand new lawsuit, or a countersuit, I should say. Plus, the impeachment hearings are going on today. We've got a presidential debate. Grammy nominees have come out. And someone's dying on how to get away with murder. There's so much going on today. Oh, my gosh. There's someone's just, dying. <laughs> someone's dying on how to get away with you murder. You spoiled it for me for a show that I've never watched. It's also Trans Day of Remembrance. We've got so much to talk about. Hurry up and go. Come back. We've got a lot to do. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So much to get to today. We have the impeachment hearings. We have Thanksgiving songs to share with you. We still have to do our least favorite things. I believe uh, Ginger Justin is going today. We also have... Is it Ginger Cohen today? Yes, Ginger Cohen is going today. And then the Grammy noms have just been announced. So, of course, I don't know if you've uh, listened to shows past, but producer Emmy has done Emmy noms while Emmy noms before, where she just eats and talks about who got nominated for the Emmys. And it's kind of carried over. I believe it's going to carry over into the Grammy noms later today in the yeah, show. Today, Emmy's got Emmy noms, the Grammy noms. The Grammy noms. We'll also have Char Giselle joining us to talk about Trans Day of Remembrance. And on top of it all, there was a breaking story last night about Jesse Smollett. He is back in the news. And what do we know so far? I know that he filed a suit with all kinds of people, including the city of Chicago, the brothers who were originally accused of attacking him, etc. Yes. So last night, they found a, they filed a countersuit. Um, you'll remember that the city of Chicago actually sued Jesse Smollett yeah. for the the cost of the investigation um, when they said that he falsely claimed um, that he was attacked. So they found a, they filed a countersuit last night. Um, I got it really late. Um, and was not expecting to be up all night reading this, but it's a fifty-page document, which they uh, they make a lot of a lot of significant claims. Um, I, I tweeted out a thread about this this morning. Um, basically, I said in the tweets, like they make significant claims that the CPD had information that they withheld to craft this narrative that he acted out of hoax. Um, they claim that the Chicago Police Department withheld knowledge of corroborating evidence and witness statements statements in the investigation. Um, they claim that the Superintendent Eddie John. Johnson, who you may remember, did a lot of interviews. He did a lot of press conferences and, you know, uh, disparaged uh, Jesse Smollett. 
Um, they say Eddie Johnson and other high-level Chicago police officials knowingly made false statements to disparage him, but also that they uh, that they leaked evidence out throughout the investigation, which was something that I remember a lot of us talking about um, at the time. Like, how was all this information coming out of the police department? That was very weird. Um, they also one of the most one of the more interesting things to me in this case was they claim that the Usandaro brothers attorney Gloria Schmidt quote orchestrated their admission of coordinating with Smollett um, to have this you know alleged staged uh, attack. They say that she convinced them to tell to quote tell the police the attack was a hoax um, in the final hour of when they could be held. So when you hold a, a person, um, you can you have forty eight hours to either charge them or let them go. And in the forty seventh hour is when they made this admission. Um, after according to the 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 document here, they say that after she convinced them to do this, um, because a there was already a narrative that he that it was a hoax, but b if they did that, it would it would. Create corroborate the police's story and they would be able to get off and be released okay so there's a lot here there's and been a lot like the first four tweets oh yeah. my god okay so when this first happened i think that i mean i remember even channel q we did a whole justice for jesse thing mm-hmm. i mean everybody was behind him mm-hmm. And especially, you know, queer radio stations, so many people I know in the community were behind this guy. Mm -hmm. Then there was this shift that happened. And then it seemed like, and I'd love to ask you what you think about it. It seemed like there was a lot of evidence Mm -hmm. pointing to the fact that this was a hoax. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember there being a check. I remember there being a bunch of text messages. I remember there being an Uber that had like strategically picked him up or like dropped him off and picked him up right around the time of the attack. Like there was a lot of weird facts that were all of a sudden coming out. And if that was true, if he did stage that, what a horrible thing to do to a community that is behind you and is is trying to be there for you and support you and victims actual victims of these attacks who are now being called like their credibility is now being called into question because of somebody doing that now the flip side of that though is if you did it and lied about it it's horrendous right right but if it did happen to you and you're being yes you're being called a liar that is Horrible, and right? that's I guess what's yeah. tough for me is that I, when this all started happening, I, from what I saw on the evidence, it seemed like there was a lot of it. But it seems sure. like with this countersuit, they're saying that a lot of this was fabricated. So they that you talked about text messages and things like that. So uh, they say they they claim this infamously in question text message from Smollett to um, the brother Abel Asandar. Asen- us and Dairo, excuse yeah. me, um, where he says, I might need your help on the low. You around to meet up and talk face to face. They said this was a request for Abel um, to pick up these illegal herbal steroids while he was in Nigeria. He was going to Nigeria um, on Janu- January 29th, which is the he was going in the afternoon. This happened early, early in the morning, at two o'clock in the morning on that same day um, that he had talked with him in the days prior saying like uh, he was shooting a music video. He was trying to lose a bunch of weight or like 20 pounds, I think, um, prior to the music video. Asandaro was obviously his his trainer and he was like hey while you're in nigeria would you be able to get these for me they're banned in the united states so it's illegal so they and there was a check you talked about for thirty five hundred dollars they say that check was for five weeks of nutrition plan for right five weeks of training and nutrition and you know they also have things that corroborate that they even say in the in the filing the text message where they say like he was asking about um, nigerian uh, herbal treatments 
he says they show in the police reporting that the brothers were Googling herbal uh, herbal supplements and all that kind of stuff in Nigeria that corroborate what they're saying. So, okay, but then so then I know we have to go. But if if they did it, they were the ones yelling MAGA country while attacking him. That's what's confusing to me as well. well. He's never said that they were the ones that did it. So we'll take a quick break Uh. and we'll answer those questions and get into impeachment and a whole bunch of other things coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We're actually picking up a subject that we've already been talking about this morning. Uh, And this has to do with, we have lots of stuff later on, by the way. We still have to get into what's going on with the impeachment hearings. Uh, Today, WhatsApp and ASAP Rocky have already been mentioned multiple times. Lots of sap. What? Lots of sap. Lots of sap. ASAP WhatsApp. Yep. (laughs) That's true. Yes. It's a a a sappy day. Yeah. Uh, So, but right now we need to finish talking about this, this crazy countersuit that has been announced by Jesse Smollett and his uh, team of lawyers, and they are filing a counterclaim against the city of Chicago, against the uh, pl- some, several of the police department officers, the brothers, and and more. And when, I, when we, before we had to go to break, I was asking you, you know, what, the, the, the brothers are very interesting to me because they were his fitness instructors and nutrition instructors, right? He was working with them. They knew each other. They were seemingly on good terms. And then the uh, CPD had announced that they had two people of interest, Mm -hmm. which was, I I believe, them. They brought them in for questioning. And then, as you're saying, in this 47th hour, they came out with, oh, actually, Jesse Smollett orchestrated this whole thing. He paid us off. And this was all a planned thing. Right. Which... If 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 what Jesse Smollett is saying is true, was that the lawyer coaxed them into saying that? Why would they do that if they were not the original suspects so of the, brothers, the attack? The brothers are an interesting element of this that raised a lot of questions. So there was the check which we talked about that for the that was for workouts and nutrition. There was the text messaging that said, you know, can you talk to me face to face? I need you to help me on the low. Um, the brothers are an interesting thing to me, and I, I keep saying like I'm a very opinionated person. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on this one yet because I don't know what to think. I don't know where to fall. Um, The brothers are interesting for a few reasons. Number one, excuse me. There's a text message that um, police never reported uh, from the brothers and the hours after the attack happened. Right. So the brothers, uh, I believe it was 10 hours afterward, text Jesse and they're saying, hey, we heard that. um, I'm trying to find the exact language. They say something to the effect of, you know, say Tell me this isn't true what I'm hearing about you. Are you okay? That was never reported by the police. They say that the police the police alleged that there was other communications that ended up not panning out to be true. So, um, the, okay, sorry. So he's saying that they had all of these text messages and we're, o- we're only releasing the ones that were building their case. Exactly. And not the other. Right. Um, then also there's a there's a conversation about why would they say that they did this, right? At the 47th hour... I would imagine the brothers didn't know if they were going to be charged or let go, right? And so the better option for them may have been, again, I don't really know, the better option for them may have been to go with this story that he said that this that they uh, corrupt, they uh, coordinated with Jesse to do this because then technically there is not really a crime there, right? The crime is Jesse's crime for falsely reporting this event. There is no attack because it was it was it would have been orchestrated by that by that account. Right. No, I get that. I guess I'm just wondering why that would be the alternative. They, there must have been 
a big reason in the 47th hour to even take the advice of a lawyer to say, hey, why don't we just say that Jussie made it all up? And as far as we know, you know, there wouldn't be like there hasn't been bad blood between the brothers and Jesse Smollett. So there had to have been some kind of a consequence well, even, for not let doing that. Let me pause that. you there because that's even interesting. Because in their um, in the the lawsuit, they claim that there was some. Um, it says uh, on January 29th, defendants submitted a false. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find it because there's something that says about the brothers actually having um, homophobic text messages. It says um, that they there was some like weirdness in their conversations um, outside of Jesse Smollett, um, which I thought it was a weird thing to be in the the account. Hmm. But it it was there's all this there's all of these questions that get raised for me because like I, the reason I say I don't know is because I one I'm curious about why they didn't sue the lawyer um, because they say she orchestrated this admission i'm curious about why there's video of the the brothers like the the brothers are in an uber or in a taxi or something but that isn't really explained in this in this um uh, in this uh, countersuit um there's a there's a lot of questions i mean there's uh, there're going to be questions what is most interesting to me at the end of all of this on the last page they are asking for a jury trial yeah, that's Which what's interesting too. That is wild to like, me. We're because, countersuing and we're not yes. taking any kind of settlement. Well, they want a jury trial, which is a very risky thing to do. But I'm, I'm, I try to put myself in both sides of this. And if I'm Jesse Smollett, and if I truly believe that what happened to me is what I said happened, I want to be able to prove my case. And I mean, maybe that's the way to do it. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what happened, but I, I think it's interesting. It's a, it's a. Yeah, it's gonna I don't go know. one way or the other. Because but we'll I'm see. like, if they did do it, then why did they do it? And if they didn't do it, who did do it? Yeah. And did it even have like? It's crazy. It's just every question leads to more questions. Anyway, season three is gonna be a mess. It's so. gonna be a mess. Speaking of questions, we have questions on all of the things that have been said thus far in the impeachment hearings. Sondland still testifying. Lots of questions being asked, and he has answers if he kind of remembers them because he's not a note taking man. He's a Such weird witness. Thing. Yeah. So we'll get to that when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Now we're getting into our impeachment coverage. Sondland still sitting there right in front of my face. Another bald guy in front of a microphone. Another day in Congress, yeah? (laughs) This is some crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Now... I, uh, I'm loving the impeachment hearings just for the ability to play that clip almost every day. But wait, to play to play what clip? Um, uh, hold on, we just wanted to, you know backtrack a little bit for anyone who's unclear. This is some crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Perfect. I'm sorry. Wait, I, I missed it. Can you play it one more time? Okay, so uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about some crazy impeachment stuff. I just here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Great. Everyone's got I just, up. I just think the sound is hilarious. <laughs> I love it so much. So, I mean, I know that you've had a very busy morning. You had a very busy evening. And then on top of it, there's some, I think, one of the most important witnesses in the impeachment hearings thus far. A guy who, you know, was in the text messages. I know we're talking about text messages mm-hmm. again, but in a lot of the text messages that we're talking about, you know, when and if Biden would visit the Ukraine and what about the military aid and things like that. And and from what I can tell, this is 
a guy who was working very closely with President Donald Trump on this issue and is now saying, yes, there was a quid pro quo. I He's very short answer. Yes. So to kind of give you guys some perspective, uh, Ambassador Gordon Sondland um, is the U.S. ambassador to the European Union. Um, as you said, he is kind of expected to be the biggest uh, witness of the week. You may remember that he revised his testimony to state that he told an aide um, to, to Zelensky that military assistance would not be released until Zelensky issued a statement agreeing to investigate um, Burisma, the, a gas company with ties to Biden's son. Um, that kind of explanation comes from Ex- Axios. Um, and so he has been testifying all morning um, and they've taken what looks like two recesses and they just came back about 15 minutes ago. I wonder what they um, eat. I, probably nothing good. I, <laughs> It's probably nothing. It's probably just a bunch of like frozen burritos. Like Congress food? Oh, actually, I've eaten at Congress. Um, They have like a really cool commissary thing, but I mean, the food is like Congress. Really? They have like a big like kitchen thing underground. It's pretty interesting. Underground? Yeah. Is it free? Uh, No. (laughs) Really? it's It's not even discounted. No. I mean,. That taxpayers will have to pay for that if that were the is case. It, when you say Congress food, I know we're getting off topic. Is is it's like a big commissary uh, cafeteria kind of thing? So it's like somebody, a lady in a hair with a hairnet giving you like beef bourguignon. 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 I was like stroganoff and bourguignon. That's a that's a combo. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure they're not eating anything great. Okay. So, but yes, Gordon Tomlin. What's interesting to me about Gordon Tomlin's testimony? First of all, he came in and had a very comfortable demeanor. He is a a a guy of means, right? He's worked in the hotel business for a long time uh he came in with a very like savvy kind of like demeanor laughing and chatting with his attorneys yeah he seems really comfortable yeah (laughs) whereas yesterday vinman what they said was literally shaking when he was reading his uh statement and then got more comfortable and was a little bit more jovial and all that so that was interesting to me right off the top uh his statement was a, a pretty lengthy one kind of explaining his role and the things that you know that we've all been talking about now for for days and weeks well and he was explaining more of a, an accurate timeline i think that he yeah. felt the need to do that because when he gave his deposition he left several things out that then well, people were like what i immediately knew what the republicans were going to jump on he talked about not being a person who takes a lot of notes yeah and you may remember bill taylor and you know actually repeated people that i mean numerous people who've who've come up before congress um in this inquiry and in other inquiries always talk about taking contemporaneous contemporaneous notes he says i'm not a note-taking guy that's not who i am Mm -hmm. um and he says you know i remember some of these things are are uh, recollections that i have but like i've also not been given access to my emails and my notes and all that kind of stuff and because i don't have access to that i can't necessarily remember it and he's like he uh, which i mean i kind of get that right and then he also said you know, I have conversations with the president all the time, um, with world leaders every day. And, yeah, I don't and he's say like, sometimes to, he takes my call, sometimes he doesn't. Right. And he's like, I don't say that to brag, but I speak with world leaders every day. And some of those things kind of blur together. And I kind of get when you do something every single day, they do start to blur together. You and I were just having this conversation yesterday. Like, yeah. did we talk about X on the air or was that in the commercial break or like off there or whatever? Yeah, I know. It's so the same. Exactly the same. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, were we talking about the fires or were yeah. we talking to the president of the United States? <laughs> Um, but like part of me gets it. And it's like, if you have multiple conversations with someone all the time, I get it. So his testimony, he is going to probably be the most hotly contested person. Um, he's still testifying now. So we'll kind of keep you up to date with what's happening with his testimony. But Allie, mm. your testimony's next. Yeah. News it or lose coming it. Up, it's news it or lose it. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Mics are coming on. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. It is time for democracy to reign supreme once again. Ali, you've got five headlines. I've got five votes. And the people just might get five stories. They we'll see. might. We'll see. Headline number one. What feeling grateful can do to your brain chemistry, according to experts? Yes. Nice positive way to start out News It or Lose It. Number two. Thousands of Disney Plus accounts have been hacked and sold online. I, Already. I knew when you said, what a positive way to start out. News yeah. goes, like, this is going to go this left gonna any go moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that sucks, though. Uh, I feel like we got all the information we needed in the headline, though. Okay. Lose it. Uh, some people are saying, so, uh, here's something for sale. My Disney Plus account, but gently used. <laughs> right. Very uh, gently. Headline number three. Vice principal resigns after chicken prank goes wrong. Okay. Headline number four. There are, here are at least six things millennials haven't killed. Oh, God. Yes. And then finally, the second Cats trailer is here. Don't do drugs, oh kids. God. Um, I'm not a big fan of hate-watching things, <laughs> but I can't wait for this one. News it. All right, we got a four out of five headed your way. Uh, we've got what feeling grateful can do to your brain chemistry, a vice principal, and a bad chicken prank. Uh, six things that millennials have not killed, and the Cats trailer number two. Hate watch. On Hate the watching, rise. yes. We'll be back with all that. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. When it's Scream. time to talk about the news. Mm. Um, That's Alan, a top charted bed right music bed right there. I know, yeah. I, I heard it actually really killed the charts back in the 90s. <laughs> uh, so, Allie, uh, you got four out of five. Started out with something positive. I did, yeah. I'm going to start out with uh, the concept of gratitude. You know, it's a lot of, it's on the forefront of people's minds, of course, leading up to Thanksgiving, the feeling of feeling thankful for what you have. And apparently, it's very powerful, according to scientists. Scientists have been exploring this feeling of feeling grateful in detail over the past few decades, actually. And they have found that feeling and expressing gratitude towards others is bad for you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's, I was uh, like, what? <laughs> hate in your heart will give you a long life. Right. Uh, no, it will have tangible positive effects on your physical health and on your psychological well-being. The science of gratitude, it's part of a body of research known as positive psychology. So, and that studies, you know, how people approach, uh, you know, like their approach to life and their attitude towards life can directly affect their well-being. So, hmm. positive psychology researchers, they figured out that the health effects of gratitude are not to be underestimated. Stud- studies have shown that pre- uh, practicing gratitude in tangible ways, like physical ways, writing in a journal every day what you're thankful for, uh, telling somebody that you're grateful for them, uh, as actually physically manifesting and showing your gratitude as well as thinking about it is going to have positive effects on your life. 
I actually have a friend. We text every morning five things that we're grateful for that day. Oh. Yeah, it's, it can be kind of exhausting sometimes. Yes, yeah, so it requires yeah. commitment Yeah, because my wife does some of that stuff where she'll wake up in the morning and write things that she's grateful for or she'll write things that she's looking forward to mm, that yeah. week. You know, if she's That's feeling a little way like, oh, sometimes it's a Monday. To like, yeah, sometimes it's a better way to kind of like, what am I looking forward to? What's making me happy today? It says gratitude is a valuable resource for creating resilience and helping promote health and well-being. That is according to Dr. Fuchsia Sirois, PhD. Of course. Another fantastic name. All right, let's move on to the Cats trailer, shall we? Yes, please. Because this makes me very grateful in a lot of ways. <laughs> that trailer was T-Rash. Oh, the first one oh was uh, it was really something to behold. And I I've never seen Cats in a live performance, but I have seen the the movie performance of Cats. You like had the, me at never seen Cats. <laughs> I have Cats. I've you never know how much seen. I love a cat. I know you do, and I know you would love just a stage full of adults dressed as cats, my licking skin, themselves and pretending to be... My skin is crawling. <laughs> so the first trailer of the actual film came out. Ooh. I thought, this is somebody's... LSD trip in a nutshell. Well, a second one has now come out. I, the second trailer, when they said the second trailer came out, I thought about the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer where it came out and people responded so negatively to it that they went back and, and redid, redid the it. whole movie. And I thought maybe Cats is going to do that, but that would be way much more work. No, this one is less off-putting, but still very off-putting. Okay. It starts with feline Judy Dench. Lord. Tonight is a magical night. Where I choose the cat that deserves a new life. Going to the ball could get dangerous. They made it more mysterious. (laughs) Come on! Is Idris Elba in this? Yes. Oh, hell no. Let's dance! I judge a cat by its soul. I've got plenty of soul. Okay, so there's a lot happening in there. I think they were just like, by the way, here's more footage of all the stars that are in this. Uh, there's Taylor Swift as a cat. There's Rebel Wilson as a cat. There's Idris Elba as a cat. There's uh, Dame Judi Dench as a cat. Everybody in cat form. Let's, let's add James Corden doing something really funny to make people like flip their minds a little bit. I've got to say... This movie looks terrible. However, can't wait. If to see I it. were an act, oh, absolutely not going to see this. Oh, I'm going to um, see it. But if I were an actor, I absolutely would have taken this role because the cast is so amazing that I, at the very least, would have wanted to be on set every day. In the cast, cats, the cats cast photo, oh, the rap party. Don't don't make this worse. Than okay, you know what, I cannot wait. I'm going to get a big party together. I know I, I'm not a fan of of, of taking mushrooms. A but big party will be you and Katie. I No, I want to get a group together. I want to be under circle, the girl. influence of something and I want to watch this in its entirety, whether that's at home or in a movie theater. I, this needs to be enjoyed with all, like on ayahuasca or something, and I will have the best experience of my life. Oh, God, no. Will you join no. me? Absolutely not. Won't you? Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. 
Sort of. President Donald Trump was admitted to the hospital this weekend. He came in to be treated for chest pains, but eventually doctors had to explain that that's just what a conscience feels like. Trump was not quoted as saying, but I had that removed in 1987. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a conscience. I see what you did. Satan. Oh, oh my. This report was brought to you by Drop the Subject. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject is back, and we're in the middle of a four out of five for News It or Lose It. Allie, is there anything millennials haven't killed yet? Well, I have in front of me two lists. One are the 70 things that millennials have killed. Oh, God. The other is the News It or Lose It story that you voted yes on, and that is six things that millennials haven't killed. Okay. Would you like me to go through both lists in their entirety? Um, no. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, all right. He, so, of course, millennials are accused of, of killing all kinds of things. Just to name a few, department stores, uh, diamonds, K, golf, bar soap, lunch, I always call this Napkins? list. I always call whenever someone says like millennials are killing something. I'm like, oh, you mean something hasn't evolved into the future? Sorry. Sorry, I don't want to use a bar of soap and rub it against my armpit. I actually kind of like using a bar of soap sometimes. I don't like bar soap at all. Every ever. now and then, I'll pull out the good old bar. Uh, hotels we've been accused of killing because of Airbnb. Gambling. Which is not even true. Like. That is so ridiculous. Hotels are doing just fine. They're everyone. doing just fine. They're still robbing us blind every single day. And I understand gambling being on, being on the list, but as a millennial, I know I'm right on the cusp, but uh, I still love gambling, so I'm not part of the problem there. See, yeah, gambling is something I've never really been into. Love it. It's always, it just feels like I'm literally throwing money into a trash can. Yeah, but if you get drunk enough and if you have a mother who convinces you that you could walk out of a casino richer than when you got there, those two things can turn you into a gambler very quickly. Wow. Sounds like you need to talk to someone about that. <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLER, everyone. Here are some things that millennials haven't killed. Contrary to popular belief, marriage is the first one on the list. Millennials take their spouses to have and to hold on to. And according to a 2018 study, there is a lower divorce rate and people are still getting married. They're just getting married a little later. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. I, I, we're waiting to get married later. So seemingly our relationships are a little bit more success or are more successful and we have a lower divorce rate. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Polaroid cameras. So seemingly we're killing divorce. Slowly. We're killing divorce. Slowly. Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so 71. We'll ah. add that to the list. Polaroid cameras. That is, uh, of course, everyone loves nostalgia. Everyone loves kind of a throwback. And, of course, Stranger Things has made the, po- the Polaroid even more popular. But you remember when those little, it was like those little tiny pink and like those little pastel colored Polaroid cameras came out. Yeah, we had one of those at a. Uh, they had like mini tiny. Polaroids. I went to a one year old's birthday party. We had those. Yeah. We had like three of those little cameras and like their photos up on the wall and stuff like that. I actually kind of enjoy them because like having a printed photo is so like rare now. I was telling you guys I was up super late reading through the the Justice Smollett document. I had to run to Target to go get ink because my printer was out of ink, but it came with like photo paper, and I was like. I don't need this, whatever. It was like a yeah. toss-in. And I'm like, what am I ever going to do with photo paper? No, I think we still have a few sheets of photo paper. And I don't even know, like if I looked at it now, I, I, I like I don't even know I'm what like, I would print what on would I, it. What am I going to print? And then what am I going to do? Put it in a frame? Put it like on a Hang wall somewhere? On, for, for who? What is this, 1991? <laughs> when we got married, we got so many pictures. They were like, okay, we're going to print out three 8x10s of you. And we were like, we don't need 
Like, I, I have a little album that I'll show people if they want to know what happened yeah. at the wedding, but I don't also I'm, need three giant I pictures of us. I will say, my parents just moved out of their the house that they've been in for like 17 years or something like that, and I found some photo albums, and I am really glad yeah, to have Yeah, a photo album's different, yeah. I think. I, but like, I don't have them now. Like, my Instagram is my photo album. Yes, I think that we're keeping digital photo albums in the form of, here's my album on Facebook. And when the internet dies and we lose everything. Oh, well, then we'll all be forgotten. There we go. Uh, libraries. That's another one. Pew Research, uh, the Pew Research Center has reported that millennials compared to Gen Xers, baby boomers and members of the silent generations frequented public libraries or mobile devices or mobile libraries the most. So we're going to the library more than our previous generations. Wait, mobile libraries, though? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. 53% of millennials uh, utilized either sur- uh, util- said, said that they've utilized either service. So that means regular libraries or mobile libraries. I don't know. Is that like a, a taco truck, but a library truck? I just don't understand what that... I don't know what that means. I don't know. I think that's for us cuspers. We're just never going to understand. Maybe. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Record players. That's another thing that's a throwback. Thanks to the hipster generation. Still alive and well. Needlepoint. Needlepoint. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Actually... Needlepoint would probably be really great for millennials, like for as a form of like meditation and calming down and like being able to focus because it's actually kind of fun to like it's like drawing or like coloring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it is. And adult coloring books. Yeah. Those are all the rage, too. And then finally, plants. Of course, okay. the succulent craze has has taken over us all. I'm going to be thinking about freaking needlepoint the rest of the day. Yeah, for sure. All right. Here's your final story. This is a vice principal who has resigned. I know that's usually terrible, terrible news, and it's for them doing something awful. But in this case... Who really likes the vice principal ever? I know. I guess nobody. And I know everyone's got turkey on the brain, but this is a story related to chickens. Carolyn, thanks. New at 11, a vice principal in Northumberland County is calling it quits after a high school prank involving live chickens. (laughs) Officials at Chickalemi High School in Sunbury tell us Brandy Wiest resigned. She's been suspended ever since that senior prank gone wrong back in May. Students toilet papered hallways and even let several live chickens loose inside the school. The tradition was supposed to be supervised, but the superintendent says it went too far. Wow. You know, if I had a vice principal named Brandy, <laughs> I would think if I'm going to do a chicken prank, she would be the one to help me. I, and I, in this case, it, they were correct. I was way too friendly with like our administrators. I, I, you seem like you would have been friendly with I was the, say, the teachers. As and, I said that, I was like, Allie's going to eat you alive for that one. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but I was like friends with a lot of like... Um, with the. Did you eat lunch with them? I'm not answering that Did question. You? <laughs> Did you take one of them to one of the dances? Or we'll be right back. Like Go, Emmy. Go, Emmy. Go. Go. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Um, Ginger Justin just left the building to go step uh, up our our uh, Emmy Nam segment. Side mission. I didn't realize he was going to the store. And we were like, wait, you don't have to do that. Because we've now stepped up Emmy Noms. It's going to be Emmy Noms, the Grammy Noms. While eating Grammy crackers. While eating Grammys. <laughs> She's going to be eating graham crackers. Well, I also suggested that we have some M&M's 
as Some, well. We have M&M's. We still have those candy corn M&M's, which are actually goody good. <laughs> so, and Emmy, I want to eat them, eat them. And uh, I mean, we, our producer, Emmy, she loves to numb. And of course, when the Emmy nominations were announced, we decided Emmy noms while Emmy noms would be a great thing where just Emmy eats while covering the Emmy nominations. And uh, so now we're just carrying it over to Grammy noms, but also, they, we'd make it more relevant by her eating Grammy crackers the Char, whole time. Char Jossel will be here in a little bit. Um, and she always calls Emmy, Emmy noms. She's like, really? oh, hey. Emmy noms. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> She's always, oh, it's so good to see you, Emmy noms. How's it going? And she, like, when you're not around, she'll reference you as Emmy noms. Lots, so lots of exciting stuff he- uh, headed your way. Char will be here a little bit later Char, to talk yeah, about Char, Trans Day of Remembrance. Yes, and I believe, I think you uh, suggested this off the air, J- uh, Jared, but I think we should do it. Just do a hybrid GMA. Yeah. With all of us. We'll invite her to do to be a part of the GMA. We'll call it the, the Gay and Trans MA. Yeah. That's a lot of syllables, but it works. <laughs> you know. You know, we're hey, inclusive. Yeah, absolutely, we are. I think just the AMA and then putting a G on it was really just the catchy way of mm-hmm. doing that. It mm-hmm. doesn't only need to be gay people. It, right, exactly. It really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but right now, we must introduce to you a brand new Thanksgiving song, because this is part of our 12 days of Thanksgiving. Since last Monday, we've been sharing Thanksgiving songs with you. We have a playlist that we are updating every day. Well, Jared is. I'm literally tweeting out the link right now, because I have, Ali, a really big announcement about our playlist. (gasps) Our playlist is now available on Spotify. Oh. Huge announcement. Okay. Emmy, I was really hoping for a sound cue there, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I really wasn't. But uh, it's on Spotify. Emmy just looked at me like, what? <clears throat> well, <laughs> yes, we, we, do. Also, we have a Spotify version now um, for all of you people who are Spotify users. If you're an Android user, this is not for you. We seem to have a lot of Android users. Yeah. Do you feel like we should not be bashing Android users as much as we are, or should we just kind of commit to what we're doing? Oh, no, I'm, I'm committed to this okay, lifestyle. So okay, that's yeah. so weird. Okay. So, today we are debuting a new song, and I, I hate to just go back into the children's song region, but it's kind of Why? hard not to. Well, I mean, because we're trying to give every genre a, a, a little bit of play right. in this playlist. We want it to have lots of variety. We want to give everyone a voice in the playlist as well. But this one is very important, and I think that it's worth sharing, and I know people are going to have mixed feelings about this. It is a very polarizing song. It is actually a song that has top charted for quite a while there is tons of merchandise that has been sold based on this song and now they have made a thanksgiving version brace yourselves trigger warning i'm i was gonna say i'm gonna hate this but it's fine this is the Thanksgiving version of Baby Shark. Mayflower boat. This gets problematic. Baby Pilgrim Shark. Baby Pilgrim Shark. Mama Pilgrim Shark. Mama Pilgrim Shark. Daddy Pilgrim Shark. Daddy Pilgrim Shark Grandma Pilgrim Shark Grandma Pilgrim Shark Alright, so I guess uh, if you keep listening, it goes into Native American Shark No, 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 it doesn't even say that Yeah, I was like, yeah, this one should have gone through some approvals Yeah, I just feel like, are we still are we still sticking with that? Are we still just like, yay, the Mayflower and Pilgrims? Are we still in that stage? No, no Or sort of, are we 
are we keeping it simple until a certain age? You know, like until five, we can just draw your hand on a piece of paper and make a turkey and out of it. Make a turkey and just let it be what it and is. And just let it be what it is. And then drop the bombs on you. Like, yeah, you want to know what those people did back six then? six years old. <laughs> exactly right. They're like, it's really time to make a turkey. Yeah. And you're like, actually, thousands and millions of people were killed. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting right now on the internet machine so that all of you guys can get it. Um, we uh, Drop the Subject presents Thanksgiving Music Matters 2 playlists. We're really excited to add Baby Thanks- Shark Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Baby Shark. Yeah. Yep. So I can't wait for that one to show up. If you if you playlist shuffle, I'm interested to see where this is going to show up on the turkey day. So uh, more to come, I believe. We have our least favorite things continuing next, where Ginger Justin will be sharing his least favorite things. Jarrett went yesterday. I went on Monday. And these are some of our least favorite things, the top 10 least favorite things from Ginger Justin up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. There are a few songs that I simultaneously hate and love. That's one of them. Is the other one uh, the Cats trailer? Any of the music in the Cats trailer? Everything about the Cats trailer is terrible to me. What did you What did you like more? What did you hate more? The Baby Shark remix for Thanksgiving or the Cats trailer? Oh, God. Would you rather Talk about watch the Cats choice. trailer for the rest of your life? Or jump off a balcony. Jump like, off of the nearest balcony. Speaking of not liking things. Ah, well yes. played. Let's have a kiki. Yes. Uh, all week long, we are highlighting our least favorite things. After last week, we uh, we took our own chant, our, our own spin on uh, Oprah's favorite things, and gave you all of our favorite things. So uh, Allie on Monday gave her least favorite things because of nose goes. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Just me. Why? Just me. Emmy was like, what's going on? What? <laughs> but she still does it. She still does it. Right. Um, Ali lost in Nose Goes, which I learned was a thing while I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she did it on Monday. I did it on Tuesday. Today, Ginger Justin is coming in with his l- list of least favorite things and the links of where you can buy them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So what what's on your list here, Ginger Justin? All right, so this list is in no particular order. Ooh, okay, there's uh, no ranking here. Correct. Uh, so number one is that person who takes too long at the register for no reason. If you have a large order or elderly, uh, that's okay. But if <laughs> wow. you've been, if you've, uh, sorry. Did you uh, say or a elderly? Or are elderly. Oh. Sorry, I'm a little under the weather. Too. Are you an elderly? Are you under the weather? Yes, I am under the weather. Oh, that sucks. Now you're like, you're. we were somebody, I know this is off topic, but you were somebody who prided yourself in never getting sick. Now you're a sickie all the time. Emmy's like, I never get sick. (laughs) All right, so go ahead, finish. So yeah, that person who just takes takes way too long, long, like they they don't have a big order or anything, they just have never ordered something at a register before, Yeah, and they're like, oh, now I will decide what I'm getting. My dad always gets mad if we're like at In-N-Out, he loves In-N-Out, and he's like, there are four things on the menu, it's it's not changed, what do you want? Yeah, Even if you have a big order, it should not take long. And those people with the... uh, the iPad things where they're typing in your order, those guys are fast. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, I always feel bad if I don't have my wallet out when I get to the drive-thru window. It's like, Jared, you knew what this was going to be. You knew how <laughs> this worked. ready. Exactly. All right, what's next? Number two, meatloaf. No amount of mashed potatoes and gravy <gasps> can make up for this nasty, mushy food. You know what? I think and then you have all the stuff break. inside. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. Meatloaf we is great. Not. It depends on the sauce. I love a meatloaf. Yeah, you got to get a good meatloaf. You get something a little tangy. We're allowed to disagree on this. All right. 
Uh, number Very unchannel Q of you. Oh, right? Uh, people who only use their turn signal sometimes. If you're a savage who doesn't use your turn signal ever, you're still a dummy for choosing that life, but that's your choice. At least you're um, consistent. I love the work yeah. that he put into this. He wrote like a whole assessment on everything. All right, what else? Number four. Uh, emails that are from companies or organizations but use a real person's name. So mm. it's like, says from Andrew, and it's like, Justin, have you seen this? And then you click it, and it's for... And it's like Waze. You know yeah. what's funny yeah. is uh, for Na- for NABJLA, National Association of Black Journalists in LA, we uh, were sending out all these marketing emails for an event we had coming up, and then we thought, oh, let's try sending it like it comes from me. Yeah. Most open email we ever had. So it was like, oh, this does work, they, though. They do it for campaigns, Yeah, too. it works, Absolutely. but I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, give us one more before we go to break. Uh, people who say, I don't own a TV or I don't watch TV, but just stream stuff on their laptop. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. I mean, you say, like, I don't have a TV, but you're always on a screen yes. yeah. all the time, and you're always binge-watching stuff. Because exactly. they're so much it's better like, than us. You're a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And all you right. should just get a stupid TV. They're like $4 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but they like saying... I don't, I don't have, have a TV. Because they're too cool for that. They're way too cool. Okay, when we come back, Ginger Justin's going to finish up his list of his absolute least favorite things. And um, Char Jossel is going to be here to talk to us about Trans Day of Remember. It's a whole lot more coming up on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Well, that was quite a rendition. Drop the Subject is back, and we are smack dab in the middle of Ginger Justin's least favorite things list. Mm-hmm. We have heard... From a few of the first items on your list have been very jarring. I think the most controversial thus far has been meatloaf. Unbelievable. Uh, And then people who talk too long at cash registers, that is a big one for me, I have to say. Anybody who strikes up a conversation with somebody, what are you doing? Are you paying, are you doing, are you just looking at memes and laughing? Crying. doing in the break i was on twitter like responding to people and like i just keep seeing these two gifts that make me cry because they're so funny oh that's my number six sorry is people people who laugh at gifts yeah oh man or people who laugh at stuff and then won't tell you what they're laughing at i was trying to be a good host and responding to tweets and i'm literally (laughs) you're doing that thing where you're looking up and your eyes are watering and you're fanning your eyeballs with your face but we have to move on because we have we have to keep moving. Pull it together there, Jerry. I'm going to tweet out the gifts so that people will see what I'm talking about. But, uh, all right. Oh man. Okay. What's next on your list? Number six, Sunday nights. Technically part of your day off with all the anxiety of a weeknight. Plus, a lot of places close early. Yeah, that is a big bummer. Wait, what was the night that you hate, though? Sunday. Sunday night, yeah. Sunday night dinners are rough because there are some, especially the places that you love getting delivery are usually closed early and Ugh. those are the ones that you're craving. You're like like I ramen. I just want nachos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what sucks is getting that stuff on holidays too. If it's like mm, Veterans Day or yeah. something and you're like, why are they closed? What Pe- you got? Uh, people who support Trump for religious reasons. Oh. <laughs> it's like, which religion are you talking about? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's even more frustrating. Well, I don't know if it's even more frustrating, but people that support him for tax reasons. Oh, yeah. Like, but I understand true. that. Like, if you're the villain in the 80s kids movie who's going to tear down the arcade to build luxury condos, like, yeah. that's your thing. Like, you, you want people specific who yeah. look out for you. I, I, I feel like that was a very specific example, but I exactly yeah. got what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, what else? But it is true because Donald Trump is such a not religious idiot. Like like he like he's just somebody who is religious because it was convenient for him to be religious for his campaign. He is absolutely. not actually religious. <laughs> See, that's absolutely right. Uh people who talk in movie theaters. Oh, I do that. 
Oh. Not like long sentences, but I'll definitely be like, what's that guy doing? See, I'm okay with that. Oh my God. Like, I will react and I'll laugh loudly, and Katie doesn't like going to movies with me because of that. But that's okay because you're there for that shared experience of like everyone's laughing, everyone's reacting, but it's what people are just like on their phone or having a a conversation. And having a conversation with voice. Like, like with full not voice? even wi- yeah, with full voice, not even so, whispering. I gotta say, like, like there's like this stereotype about black folks in the movie theaters <laughs> talking, and like, I don't know what you mean. I will say that like I love it when it's black folks at a black movie, but I get really annoyed if it's other people like uh, at like a, at a basic movie. Like I can see. I that. went and saw The Good Liar. I'm like, I don't need people talking. But then by the end, I was like, get him, girl. Yeah. But I was like trying not to be that person, but like. There's also, like, there's a moment when it's appropriate and it's like, it, it, we're, all, we're in I it together. I that because I think the difference is that you are all on a collective, okay, we're we're all going to be talking during this and we're all going to be watching while commenting aloud yeah. versus being going to the theater on your own and that's happening when you're not expecting it or where it was, hasn't yeah. something you've signed up for. Because, like, last year I saw the movie, um, like, The Queen or something, and I, I thought it wasn't The Queen, but it was the one with the, the Queen and she was a lesbian and... Oh yeah, Mary. No, not Mary Queen of Scots. Whatever I know it was, you're I watched about. it with like a group of friends at someone's house, and we were all like cracking up. Yeah, cracking each other up watching the movie. But like, yeah, it depends on what the movie is and who the audience is. Uh, so this one, a little bit similar, but it's people who go to concerts and talk the whole time. No, oh, what like, about people who drunk sing? That's okay. Yeah, that, it's part okay. of the experience. Right. But, I was feeling you know, attacked. Like if it's between bands that's okay like or even during the opening band like I get it because like people aren't there to see them but like why are you there talking loudly during the headliner band that you paid good money to see oh yeah. my god I just, well I didn't pay good money but me and DJ Lisa had a thorough conversation yeah. during Marshmallow set we talked <laughs> for like 15 though. minutes he's yeah. just playing other people's music well there's that yeah all right, what else? And uh, last one is uh, kind of specific, but it's someone who doesn't like avocados and they order something at a restaurant that has avocado, but they say no avocado and they don't get it on the side. They're like, can I get the turkey avocado sandwich with no avocado? And it's yeah. like, so you want a turkey sandwich? Yeah. Wow, that is your number one? No, I told you this is in no specific order. I see. That was his number one. So... Um, but it's like you're paying for the avocado anyway. <laughs> that's actually very true. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean... Can I get the avocado toast with just the tomatoes? Can I get avocado toast with just toast? <laughs> I just want a piece of toast. I'll pay top dollar. I'll pay top dollar. I don't want your bread, though. Yeah. Well, um, that, that is was, a, that's, that's, a nice, that's a nice list. There's that was, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people that you don't like. Yeah, I learned, habits. I learned a lot about myself yeah, today. That just Aww, and we personal learned a habits. lot about you, too. You care about overpaying for things that you're not going to be getting. Yes. Okay. Well, we appreciate your concern for people. I mean, it's not scratchy towels, but it's something. It's not scratchy towels. I would also say, I think half that list is just about people talking in situations where they're not supposed to be talking. Like Uh, the cashier. Speaking of that, it's time to go to break. Hold on, I'm not done. The movies. Hold on, I'm not done. The concerts. Okay, this is all stuff where people are talking and they're not supposed to be talking. Theoretically, this music is playing. I'm not supposed to be talking anymore. I'm supposed to be kind of winding down. Let's just keep talking. I think we can just... You know what? I'm I'm really excited about next time we do this. It's going to be Emmy's list of things that she wants, and I can just I'm starting to think about what might the things be that would be on Emmy's list. You know I'm what sure I'm she craving? would probably Meatloaf. love. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, it's very exciting now to get some familiar faces up in the studio. Char Jossel in studio with us. How are you, Char? 
You know, I'm I'm still trying to catch my breath. You well, you ran uh, in here. It seems to be the theme because during crosstalk for with the morning beat, Jarrett was running at it. He was yeah. he had ran into the studio and was out of breath the whole time. So yeah. I guess the trend continues. <laughs> it's raining in LA. You know what that does to the roads. Uh, well, and the people. I and mean, no people, one knows. Yeah. Everyone loses their s literally. Yeah. Yes. And then there is s all over the streets because the rain is washing into our oceans. I'm realizing that there is rarely all three of us. Usually one of us is gone and you're here filling in for us. That is true. So who's the third wheel? Is it me? No, obviously me. (laughs) My name isn't on the moniker. Well, we we are excited to have you here because today is Trans Day of Remembrance and wanted you to come in and kind of help people understand the importance of Trans Day of Remembrance, how it got started and all that. So can you kind of break down what Trans Day of Remembrance is? Well, yeah, I also want to shout out Trans Day of Resilience because I know that people Mm. are trying to reframe, you know, today, although it's it's one day to acknowledge everyone. So Trans Day of Remembrance, of, of remembrance. This is actually the 20th anniversary commemorating it. Mm-hmm. Um, it started in 1999 after it was started by a trans woman named Gwendolyn Ann Smith. Uh, to remember her friend Rita Hester, who was killed in Massachusetts, who was ironically a black woman. And also, she was murdered at 35. Mm. Um, and her killer is still at large. And so she was murdered... Uh, in 1998 and so 1999 was the first ever Trans Day of Remembrance and it's just a day where you know you uh, well we as a collective society take the names of of trans people it's not even particularly about trans women but because black trans women black and brown trans women face the brunt of this violence Mm -hmm. it becomes that but uh, just acknowledging trans people and there's a lot of you know candlelight vigils and just just a day to, to honor people's memory, uh, people who've lost their lives as a direct side effect of transphobia mm. and violence. Yeah, I didn't realize that it started 20 years ago. That's yeah. amazing. And I wonder what the stats are like from the day that that started versus now. Because yeah. it's still such a huge... I mean, I, the numbers, I feel like there's always... Every time I read the news, I feel like there's a new yeah. person. a yeah. new, And it's usually a trans person, a, a you know, trans person of color, yes. a woman. And uh, a lot of trans women also end up in sex work. Mm-hmm. And that can be very dangerous. But also, a lot of people, a lot of crazy people, they feel like, oh, this isn't going to be as likely to be investigated. And unfortunately, that's the case a lot of times. I was about times. to say that that is true. And even, you know, not to, to redirect the conversation... It happens on a scale with a lot of women as well. There's there's a serial killer on the loose in Massachusetts, I believe, who was going around attacking black women because mm. he was like, no one cares. Cis black women because no one cares. And so when you look at the totem pole of society, it is very, very, very rare that things it well, it appears to be very rare that that these murders are uh, further investigated past what's initially reported. Well, even I mean, we see that across the board, right? So um, I, I've i been meaning to bring the story on the air, but like there's even this conversation with black children when they go missing. Yes. Oftentimes it's black girls that go yep. missing and like they don't get coverage. Um, we, we don't never get hear Amber about them. alerts. Exactly. We, always, <laughs> we only tend to hear about like blonde, white female children. Shout out to Jean Benet. Yeah. Well, no, but like <laughs> one that happened in, uh, in the Bay Area was Polly Class was a huge, huge yeah. story. Mm-hmm. When she got kidnapped, everybody was tearing Everyone, every right. place apart, they're looking for this girl, and of course, it's a horrible 
story. It's a horrible case and she got murdered. But there was another girl, a black girl that was the same age mm-hmm. who disappeared around the same time and mm-hmm. nobody talks about her. Yeah. And it was the same. It was almost identical in the yeah. uh, like the the. And I think I do believe they found the killer. I, I would need to look up. But I remember listening to a podcast about this other murder case going, why does nobody know? Why don't I know about this? Why does yeah. nobody know? And it's terrible that they that these don't go <laughs> investigated or they're not given the media attention right. that all the other ones are. Yeah. So explain to me um, what you just wrote because uh, you've you've oh, returned yes. to your you've you've, uh, <laughs> you've started writing um, doing kind of hard news and you've covered two different trans women yes. who were killed for media. So this is my first time writing and doing hard news in about a decade, a smooth decade. Yeah. And so um, Medium reached out to me and a few other trans women to uh, help tell these stories. And I covered a story for about Claire Legato, who was a young trans woman who was murdered, uh, actually killed by her mother's boyfriend in Cleveland, Ohio. And then uh, Malaysia Booker, who uh, we all saw that viral video in April. You know, we thought she wasn't going to be a hashtag. She survived. And then literally four weeks later, she was shot and killed. That's right. Malaysia was the woman who was in a car accident. Yes. She got a fender bender. Yes. And so, um, yeah, the stories were just, it was was so emotionally taxing. Like, I literally can't even find the the words to describe uh, just the amount of of work that went into this. Yeah, I've been for so you excited to go about there. this. I've been so excited yeah. about you doing this because you've been talking with Travel and I about this. Like, because I've been laid out. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. laid out you've having to sick. talk to these people in homicide units wow. and and talk to f- close family members. It it is just it's it's taken me on a roller coaster. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we are expanding the GMA. Normally on Wednesdays, Ali and I get to ask each other a question. We're gonna mix Shar into the mix for uh, the GMA. We're blowing it out. It's gonna be a big special GMA. It's gonna be a to do. Coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject returns. Allie Jarrett and our very good friend, Shar Jassel. We've been speaking about Transgender Day of Remembrance. That is today. And now we move on to uh, a, a, just basically another excuse for us to ask you questions, Shar. <laughs> uh, this is the Gay AMA, where usually every Wednesday, Jarrett and I, we take this opportunity. It's, it's an AMA, but, you know, we thought it was fun to just add a G on it and then say, hey, this is a chance for us to get to know each other a little better. I can ask Jarrett any question I want about being a gay black man in this world. He can ask me any question he wants. And then, of course, now that you're here, we get to ask you anything we want. So my question for you comes based on a tweet that I saw from you last week. I know that you are, you know, you're out here. You out here, girl. Um, You're dating and, you know, and, and meeting different folks. And I saw that you tweeted. Um, about disclosure or having um, disclosed being a trans woman and uh-huh. and you were like and he's still here um, which was great but the question I wanted to ask was like how do you know when it's time to disclose? Um, you know that's that's such an individual thing for each trans person that you're going to come across Um and it's an it's it's case by case actually. There's yeah. no there's no like oh I'm gonna give it a two week window or a first date yeah. second date. I literally just go with the natural flow of things. But okay. I typically do uh, before a second date happens. I do disclose because let me tell you something. Mm. As a girl that's that that has run this race before, it's not fun. You you miss the window of opportunity if you don't just come out and say it because then you look up and you've been dating someone for a month mm. and which has happened to me before. And he does not know for sure. Mm-hmm. I, mm. I did date someone for a month who I 
thought he knew. I mean, we met at uh, the chapel uh, next door to the Abbey, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was out with coworkers. And I dated him for a month. This was years ago, and I assumed that he knew based on location alone. And he did not. Girls, listen up. <laughs> so that, that was that was like four weeks of a good time that ended in smoke and flames. Mm. So uh, yeah, for me personally, um, there's no you know like I said said time period. Yeah, I wasn't guessing. But, it was like. You know, three weeks, but but before the second date, it sounds for, like for me, yeah. yes, because I don't want to get in too deep. Yeah. First dates are typically nice, and then if it leads to a second date, that means I'm still interested. So let me get this out of the way now. So in the event that you're not interested, I can move on with my life. Yeah, yeah I don't want to waste my instead, time. Yeah, instead of you know grabbing my Kleenex and to- turning on my Tony Braxton, <laughs> you know, oh, yes. I don't have time oh, wait, for what's that. What's the Tony Braxton jam right there? D- d- I'm not. I'm not even gonna say. Oh. You all don't need to know that personal Listen, side of me. Go over to the wave. Next door. <laughs> right, yes, right, right. Don't break my so heart good, on repeat. Right, so good. It's such nice hallway music. Okay, so my question for you then, when it, mine's also dating related. When you're dating, are you mostly like, do you plan to frequent gay bars? Do you just go out to anywhere, or do, are you exclusively meeting online? When you're trying to meet people and date, are you where you know where are your hangouts, where are your places to meet people? Girl, any and everywhere. Okay. I'm, I'm not an online girl though, unless it is through one of the the platforms that I'm already on. Like if you slide in my Twitter DMs or Instagram, but I'm not like on dating. Uh, sites. It's just not my speed. I tried it. It's it's not for me. I don't last long in that I will get so frustrated with the just asinine, just mm. idiocy that comes in my inbox. Well, um, and I know you've talked in the past about how you get hypersexualized very quickly yeah, on, on dating well, apps. Well, once I disclose, because I've tried it both ways where it's not in my bio and then I put it in my bio. Either way, men don't read. I date men. That's why I said men. Either way, men don't <laughs> read. You know, everyone's just swiping. And mm-hmm. so you still have to have that conversation. And I just don't like dating apps. But literally, I've met nice guys at a mall food court. I've mm-hmm. met, you know, at a car wash. It, I, I, I don't actively seek out companionship in that way. So, yeah. so I could be minding my business at a hotel bar and then here comes it's interesting that you say that because when i'm thinking about disclosure i'm imagining i would probably and i I mean i don't know this experience but i would i'm thinking i would probably be on an app and want to put it on the profile so that i wouldn't have to disclose you would think yeah but then you get it's one the pendulum swings either way it's either people do not read and they just swipe or you get people who actively seek you out to fetishize you. Okay, so we have this conversation with like, oh, I'm really into black eyes. Yes. And it's like, okay, that's weird. So it's yeah. like it's it's a lose lose situation, and so uh, I don't I haven't been on a dating app since I was like maybe 28, 27. Right. So- and each time I would end up deleting it, and each time I would get get on it again, I would last even shorter. So it'd be like, oh, I lasted for four months. Now it's a month. Mm -hmm. Now it's a week. Now it's a day. So I'm just like... I guess the reason I ask about like gay bars in particular is because I feel like gay bars are inherently like a gay man thing. And Mm. like when you think of like LGBT, Mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of girl bars for lesbians and there's not necessarily like a trans bar or something like that. Mm -hmm. Would like, would you ever want something like that or is it just kind of like... I go to gay bars, but I I go, I go to you know twerk, twerk to the ground and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I have never personally been, I have never been hit on by a man at a gay bar aside from hello Matt if you're listening that I met <laughs> at, at you know the the play the chapel next to the Abbey. I've other than that never been hit on. Just very very nice compliments. Yeah, but would you, you know? want would you want or go to a trans bar if one existed? 
No. Uh-huh. Because I I think literally that that's the hub for fetishism. Right. And it See, might not be, but I I'd give it a try, but I would if I went to a trans specific bar and a man approached me, I already got my guard up. I know the type of girl that I am. I'm huh. side-eyeing you. Yeah, why yeah. why are See, you here and what are I you I immediately for? think if there was a trans bar, I immediately think about safety. Yeah. That makes me nervous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a target. You know, yeah. we're all in a hub together. And it, this is, you know, the world we live in with all these assault rifles. I'm not playing around with nothing like that. Thanks. No. Okay, Char Jarcel, tell people where they can find you. You can find me everywhere at Char Says So. That's Char with an S. And Char's going to be uh, joining us uh, next month. He'll be uh, sitting in when Allie's uh, out of town. So we'll see you uh, And I'll be here, here next week, him. but not for your show. You'll be, she, <laughs> listen, listen, she'll she be here for Let's Go there next the week. She cheats on us all over the damn place. Um, this woman has no loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be coming back Emmy noms the Grammy noms with Graham Crackers I think is what we're doing yep that's next you heard it right drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel Q drop the subject the new channel Q alright we've put it off long enough and Emmy is cracking open a box of Graham Crackers as we speak because and I didn't realize this Char Giselle's still in the studio by the way this is Drop the Subject with Jarrett and Allie and oh, Char Giselle like is re- huh yeah okay. I mean I'm here I'm here I mean you can add commentary whenever you like I know you're technically done for the day but you can just munch away drink your hot cocoa and, and just chime Emmy in whenever noms. you want I know well, you know that was my first day here that's what I was gonna say is that I didn't realize that was your first uh, foray into the world of Drop the Subject was Emmy Noms with Emmy Noms yes so now we do Grammy noms, well, we, Emmy noms with Grammy noms, and this is a way for Emmy to share all of the Grammy nominees while nomming on Graham crackers. So, mm. um, so Emmy, tell us what are the major headlines coming out of the the Grammy noms this morning? So, first and foremost, Ali, you offered to get me water prior to this segment, and I am regretting it now. You said no. A, I that's I'm regretting saying no. That's why gotcha. I'm regretting it. All right. That's got munching. Okay. That's got munching. That's a great soundbite. Please roll that clip. (laughs) So in 2020, it's going to be the 62nd Grammy Award um, ceremony, and it's going to take place on January 26th. What is... Oh, 62nd, as Mm -hmm. in 62. I was like, they're doing it like in 60 seconds? What does that mean? I got you. It's an Instagram story. Um, Exactly, right? (laughs) That makes sense. And Alicia Keys and Baby Rexa are going to be hosting it this year. What? And I... (laughs) No. <laughs> no. Am I the only one you and what? I just Alicia didn't do good last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think Alicia Keys for is... years because it's on CBS every year. Uh, CBS has had LL Cool J hosting it for a long time, mm-hmm. and I thought he was an awful host. Love him, would totally bump up against him naked, but I'm not interested in him hosting anything. No, but everyone else seemed to be because they booked him over and they over him for and like eight over years in a row. And then James then Corden, James right? Corden was fantastic. I remember Rosie O'Donnell hosting it years and years ago. Ooh, Rosie is good. Yeah, she was great, <laughs> but like. Alicia Keys, I was like, why is this happening? I don't. I wouldn't recognize BB Rexa in a police lineup, so I don't know. I only know her because I like her makeup. I, know I the have name. no idea who that is. Mario Sorry. does her makeup. Kim's key makeup artist. Call Monique oh. up to host. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, she's busy with other problems. <laughs> okay, so, so so what else? Biggest names in uh, the biggest nomination situation was. So I think the thing that differentiates this Grammys is that they dropped the the different sexes. Like mm. so everyone is just in like best album of the year, best new artist. It's not like best female artist. Yeah, it's not okay. gendered. So they dropped that this year. Yeah, they which actually, I they wonder. Did that with MTV uh two years ago they they degendered their awards and you know, it's a, it's kind of a big I just yeah. think over time it'll be interesting to tell the ratio of women versus men who win. 
That'll be interesting to see for sure. Absolutely. Like that's the only thing that I worry about. True. Okay. So the top headlines of artists who are killing it are, of course, Lizzo, who received eight nominations for her album, Because I Love You, and her single, Truth Hurts. I'm so happy for her. Like, <laughs> I don't know anyone that's having a better year than Lizzo. True. Yeah. Like, Lizzo is killing it. Except for Postmates. Everything else is going great. <laughs> the Popeye sandwich. Oh, honestly. Oh, well, yeah, there's a... T- okay. All right. <laughs> what else? Um, Billie Eilish received six nominations because of her debut album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, and her single, Bad Guy. Beyonce was nominated in two different categories, Best Pop Solo Performance for Spirit and Best Pop vo- Vocal Album for Lion yeah. King, The Gift. Beyonce is probably going to chuck the finger in the middle to the Grammys this year. I Don't hope you think so. so? Well, I mean, she's up against children. I, I looked at that... <laughs> I know when you look at her Grammy <laughs> nomination history, she has crossed generations. It mm-hmm. went from being nominated against Luther Vandross and, and, and the likes of Dionne Warwick and the girls mm-hmm. to now it's Billie Eilish and Lizzo. I'm a grown woman. Excuse yeah, me. How yeah. old is Billie Eilish? Isn't she like 20? No, Might she's be turning 18. Like, Whoa, she's year. younger yeah. than I thought? That's, she's euphoria. That's oh. what I call her. Oh, wow. She's <laughs> euphoria. She'd be, she fit in perfectly she with does. Jules and, and Rue running it's around. All right. and, uh, and She's actually 17 years old. She was no. born in 2001. Okay. Don't you want to jump off of something? No. <laughs> 2001. 2001. I was and in seventh grade. I mean, yeah. most importantly, <laughs> She'll be 18 how the are the Graham Crackers? They're good. Thank you, Justin. You haven't Appreciate had Grammy. How long has it been since you've had a good Grammy? Oh, man. Preschool. Good question, honestly. <laughs> no, I like, I'm a big fan of s'mores, so I, I eat Graham mm. Crackers probably more often than That's your average. You made her so, do s'mores. Mm, oh, I love yeah. s'mores. Ooh, can we do s'mores? They're so good. Okay, before Emmy, we let you go. Emmy noms with Grammy s'mores makes Grammy no <laughs> damn sense. Um, I mean, before we go who do you think is gonna have the best night of the emmys lizzo of you course think so? yeah mm-hmm. all right uh that's emmy noms the emmy noms emmy noms the grammy noms with grammys yep news <laughs> it or lose it next. next drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q drop the subject presents news it or lose it all right, Allie, it's time for Lose It or Lose It. I've got five headlines. You've got five votes. Let's do this. Number one, um, have you heard about the Charlie's Angels movie? Yes. The massive flop that it was. Oh, no. Elizabeth Banks sparks controversy for the reasoning behind the Charlie's Angels flop. Mm, lose It. I haven't seen the show yet. Yikes. Uh, it's a movie. I haven't seen the movie Good yet. to know you really care. Mm. Woman who urged you to get rid of junk opens, st- opens a shop selling you more sh- junk. Shout I know out who to this Marie is. Kondo. Um, watch Tom Hanks find out he's related to Mr. Rogers. I heard about this. Fears parents could try for designer babies as it emerges controversial tests to screen out cancer, heart attack, and diabetes could be heading for the UK. Mm, I definitely want a coach baby. <laughs> and then finally, the dictionary.com word. I'm imagining the baby coming out with like a stamp on its forehead. <laughs> um, dictionary.com word of the day is controvert. That's kind of interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I'll lose it. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's it. Get out of here. Just go. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. 
Rose. It is live in full effect. Everyone was talking about Marie Kondo when her show started on Netflix. I was one of those people. Were you one of the people like getting rid of things that didn't spark joy? Yep. I have not watched the show. Oh, I feel like I would love it. Yes. I just don't have the time to like binge that right now. You need you need to find the time. What is it called? It's called clean, uh, Tidying Up. Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, right? Yep. And as okay. soon as you watch the first episode, you're going to run right up. But that's I do how... highly recommend watching it at the beginning of the next year because that's when it came out. Oh, it was like January okay. 1st or 2nd when everyone was like, all right, it's the beginning of a new year. Here's my resolution yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And they perfectly timed out when to release that show because we watched That's it and we really were like smart. we're starting out on a di-. like everybody was freaking out and cleaning everything well first of all she's so cute like she have you heard her adorable. speak i haven't oh. i haven't watched the show but i'm i'm familiar with she wants you to get rid of things that don't spark joy she's well so gd cute they say that you should be getting rid of things that spark joy or as it turns out things that put money in her pocket because now that your home is empty the time is right to start filling it up again with things from Condo's new online store. Uh, the story comes from the Huffington Post. They say that the website is labeled as a collection of items that spark joy for Marie and enhance your everyday routine. Highlights include a $96 a $96 gold ladle. Oh, well... <laughs> I mean, come on, though, Jared. You have to argue that would definitely spark joy if you owned that. Oh, girl. Yeah. Um, a $75 literal box, and I don't even know what that means, and a two hundred. dollars <laughs> I don't think she knows either. Right. She doesn't speak much English. A $275 brass tool holder, better known as a bunch of things, a bunch more things, in most cases, you don't need. Okay, wait a minute, though. She's selling boxes, and she loves to put things in boxes. That's her big thing, is mm-hmm. if you're going to keep things that spark joy, put them in a box, Have organize them. Have you to the container store? That, so that's what I'm about to say, is I think Marie Kondo needs to own the container store. And Maybe. she needs to Marie Kondoize. I can't leave that store without buying a bunch of useless boxes. Allie, first of all, the stuff in there is way more expensive than it needs to be. But it is. I, and anyone who's not been to the container store is always like, that just sounds so stupid. No, because Why there's stupid there? containers that make no sense. Like, here's a big ca- a container specifically made for extra buttons. However. And you're like, why? I, you're like, I didn't even know I needed to store buttons. But I But do. now I need to go get some buttons so I can put them in this button holder. <laughs> Like, so there's a little slot for each individual button. The Container Store is one of the best stores in creation. It's so wonderful. But it's so it. overpriced. Marie Kondo needs to make an affordable version, uh, like an Ikea-level version of the Container Store, and she will be a billionaire, not that she's not already. Well, according to the article, they say, uh, the irony is not lost on Twitter users who both gawked at the news yeah. and praised Kondo for her uh, business savvy. The one tweet says, uh, Kevin Kevin Nguyen says, Marie Kondo playing the long game. Okay, get rid of your <laughs> dumb stuff so you can buy yeah. my dumb stuff. Incredible. She's the next Jeff Bezos. She is. I swear <laughs> she is. We'll take a quick break. More news that are losing up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. And I need in a friend. What do we do to deserve this? <laughs> And we're back. Hello. <laughs> uh, news of the Lose It continues. So we've been talking about how Tom Hanks is so perfectly cast as Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and that all those Jeopardy people had no idea who he was, and even Which, though they showed a video of him in I'm the role, offended for putting him. his shoes on. Like, get your lives together. Yeah. Uh, what did you tell Emmy earlier? Honey, get your life. Get it together. Honey, get it together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what Emmy was doing. Anyway. She almost dropped her computer. So... 
Tom Hanks is so perfectly cast as Mr. Rogers. So it's kind of crazy that while on an access, on a red carpet, someone from Access Hollywood had a very interesting piece of information for him. I want to break some news to you tonight. Our friends at Ancestry did some digging. You are related to Fred Rogers. No, impossible. I'm, I'm no, you're pulling our leg. All right. Let's look at this. How far away is it? Wait, look at a Mefford. I know, yeah, a Mefford. Six cousins with Fred Rogers. Look, Ernest Hanks. He's there with his wife. It all just keep this. It all just comes together. This is crazy. Did you have any idea? Well, I would like to see if Johnny Depp is related to Fred (laughs) Rogers. Can you find out from (laughs) Ancestry.com? He's there with his wife. He's related to Jack Sparrow. She is like completely like shocked by this whole thing it's kind of crazy so apparently they are sixth cousins um and i think it makes his casting make so much more sense now well i what a great thing to drop in an interview i know right i mean just to because you know they're doing those press things where like they're talking to so many people there's on those nothing red car- worse than a red carpet uh, right there's no worse place <laughs> There's it's no, the worst place. Liter- okay, sidebar, no one on a red carpet is Wants enjoying to be being there. on a red carpet. No, no one. Uh, walking the carpet is fun for a second, and then it's exhausting, and then everyone's yelling at you if you're walking the carpet. If you're a publicist, you have a person on the carpet, and every journalist mm-hmm. is like either wanting your attention or ignoring your attention. And if you're the journalist, you hate interviews on a red carpet because they're a minute and a half, two minutes. You can't connect with anyone. There's no real information coming out unless you find out that Tom Hanks is related to Fred Rogers. I... Uh, uh, I think it goes without See, saying. I've never, circle? I got it. Yeah. I I th- <laughs> Are you looking at everybody in the room right now? Hello. You appreciate what I did there. Anybody? I think it goes without saying that I've never been on a red carpet, but I have experience with carpet, and that is a whole different situation <laughs> in and of itself. I think it's a great thing, though, to actually have something to add. But even yeah, even sure. when you have something that's that big of a of an update to share with Tom Hanks, his reaction is. It all comes together. <laughs> I love like, that, that was wife, his reaction. His wife, Rita Wilson, was way more shocked like, than he was. like, oh my was. God, can we keep this? Right, this is amazing. I, w- I would love for It all love for comes them to like, together. Actually, you can't keep it. This is my copy. Um, we're going to email it to your publicist, though. It's yeah, fine. Um, you actually have to get an Ancestry.com account? subscription and account, and then you have to... Have uh, you can I actually up? just swab your mouth Thank real you quick? So Thank you love so you. much. Thank you so much. I'll love do your you. dog's DNA next. <laughs> He's actually related to Mr. Rogers in a different way. Well, speaking of being related and DNA and and uh, hard left turns. Uh, fear, p- fear's parents could try designer babies uh, is a headline coming from DailyMail.com where they're saying that um, letting parents choose children could herald the arrival of designer babies. Um, they are saying that critics think that this could let rich parents pay for healthier and more intelligent children. Um, a U.S. firm called Genomic Prediction has tested embryos and wants to bring this to the U.K. Basically, what they're doing is People are going to seemingly, if this happens, be able to uh, kind of know ahead of time and know ahead of time about what illnesses their child is predisposed to um, and kind of make decisions based upon that. Okay, so it's not just like give my baby big lips and a baby thigh gap? Well, that was, Jesus, that I think was years ago. They were talking about like you could pick an eye color and a a kind of hair and all that kind of stuff. Um, Critics say this could allow rich parents to pay for healthy and more intelligent children. And I'm just like... Well, isn't that what being rich is for? (laughs) 
Like, that's well, why well, you want to be rich, right? Yeah, you want to be rich so that you can... Uh, pick your Ivy League kids so you can... Ivy League kids College or, scam and get them into the best school. See, yeah, that's because they haven't been able to designer baby. That's what got them in this mess in the first place. Oh. Because they've had to pay to get their dummy kids into smart colleges. Lori Laughlin light bulb just went on. So then if they're able to control and pay ahead of time yeah. for an extra smart baby, they won't have to pay. It's really just an investment. When you say a smart baby, and I'm imagining they have like a screen on their chest or something that was like with multi-touch and it's a home button. It's baby Siri. Oh, oh the home she's button is a belly button. Oh. oh, that's so cute. And you um, just feed her battery life. <laughs> one of the largest fertility clinics in the country um, is supposedly applying to the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority to consider the use of this technology um, first to test embryos for breast cancer and risks of uh, all these different kinds of genes that would indicate you know various different kinds of in- illnesses intellectual disabilities, um, and medical conditions. It's well, interesting. I want to be able to pick as much as I can as far as, I mean, I'm going to be picking my donor, but I also want to be able to pick like, you know, what they're good at, what their IQ is, mm. uh, you know, it, I want to be able to decide pretty much everything that, I mean, I have the power. Right. Why wouldn't I use the power? I mean, I, it, part of me... Okay, the only drawback to this is I always think about, like, what happens in 25 years when you realize, like, the gene replacement that you guys have been doing or the gene, you know, extraction or whatever they're doing. Like, it means that you end up getting something else, right? Or your arm falls off or, you know, you you end up getting sick in a different (laughs) kind of way. No, but then you got a bionic arm. You got prosthetics. Those things are even better than our regular body parts. Oh, in 25 years, that's going to actually probably be a lot better than it is now. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think that it could be very cool, but I'm just not really sure if this is one of those things that we know what's going to happen. I was saying yesterday, I feel like I get nervous about all the unknowns of us doing, of being on our cell phones and computers and all that kind of stuff so much for so long and always trying to, not knowing what's going to happen with us doing that so much. Like, what happens after 20 years of staring yeah. at an iPhone? What do you, what does that do to your eyes? What does it do to your hands to be, you know, yeah. uh, your thumbs to be typing all the time? So. No, for sure. I mean, I think about that stuff too, but if we all start picking our designer babies, one-year-old birthday party parties are going to be like, like, oh I mean, God. it's going to be like baby Einstein to the max. Or, and all the babies are going to be hot. I'm imagining it's more like Stepford babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every baby's like perfect. They're all going to they look the cry. same. Yeah. They don't cry. They're just silent. They don't Ooh, cry. There's nothing scarier than a silent baby. Oh, yeah. My my um, friend's baby, they have been teaching him sign language. Have you seen this with yeah. babies? So like he does like the sign language for all, all done and more mm-hmm. and all that. It's very cute. Well, I mean, it's cute when you know what it means. Well, absolutely. But if they're just making creepy stabbings, like like motions, then and, you're and like silent. Exactly. Yeah. That's the that's that's a fine line. You wake up and they're standing at the foot of your bed. Yeah, and you're like, you're standing, but you're also standing so creepily. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. More impeachment updates and other stuff coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I want to update you. Today has been an interesting day happening over in Congress with uh, with the impeachment inquiry that's been going on. We've been having hearings um, from Ambassador Sondland, one of the the uh, folks that we've been looking forward to hearing from the most. Um, that testimony has just recently wrapped up, and there's more testimony that's going to be coming up later on today. It's it's um, quite a marathon. Uh, last night, Rachel Maddow had Val Demings, one of the congresswomen um, from the committee on, and she's like, 
I, this is probably not an appropriate question, but can I ask you guys to not do two sessions in one day? Because like it's it's kind <laughs> right. of a lot. It's it's a lot to cover, and I mean it's so much that you. I mean even just the first couple of hours, you can sit there and debate and talk about for many hours, Absolutely. right? And, and then the fact and that there's, there's like people whose whole job that is. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So for people whose whole job that is, it's a lot of work uh, to do. Two hearings and a presidential debate tonight. It is a marathon day for people in news that for are politics like, that people, are in, especially if you're in like cable news. It is a marathon of a day because testimony started this morning at seven. Uh, well, ten o'clock. Excuse me, nine o'clock um, Eastern time, and the presidential debates don't even start until eight p.m. tonight mm. on the East Coast. Man. So it's a long day. Yeah, it's like the Super Bowl. It, it's kind of like the Super Bowl. Plus, like, or it's the like the World national Cup. championship. Well, it, it's the NBA finals yeah. and the Super Bowl happening <laughs> in the same day, and you work at ESPN. Yeah. Well, I've been following a lot of the testimony that's happened this week. Yeah. And I was not, it was nice, I will say, to hear Ambassador Sondland actually deliver a few jokes and have some laughter in the in, in Congress today because the other ones have been kind of made fun of for being so dry. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is when we talk about some crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Just wanted to make sure we got that in no, there. No, I, I, okay. I, it's not an impeachment segment but, without without the open yeah, there. Exactly. Um, um, but one of my favorite moments of from this morning, just to catch any of you up who may have missed it, uh, there was a, there was a conversation about uh, something that Sondland had said to Donald Trump regarding how President Zelensky felt about him, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some there were a couple of swears. Well, he also testified that you confirmed to President Trump that you were in Ukraine at the time and that President Zelensky, quote, loves your ass, unquote. Do you recall saying that? Yeah, it sounds like something I would say. (laughs) That's how President Trump and I communicate. A lot of four-letter words. In this case, (laughs) three-letter. This this kind of speaks to what Ambassador Sondland was talking about earlier. Like he has a a regular relationship with Donald Trump. He's not like talking to him once a year like some people. And like I remember every single thing about this phone call. It's going to be interesting to see what I guess develops out of this um, out of his testimony today because he is one of the more anticipated people that could you know possibly be testifying. So I mean, aside from. Mick Mulvaney, the acting um, chief of staff, or who was kind of implicated today, multiple times because part absolutely. of what he was saying was that everybody knew about this. Yeah. He was like, "Yes, there was a quid pro quo, and a lot of people already knew about it." He said specifically, Mike Pence knew about it. He said Mike Pompeo knew about it, and he said Mulvaney knew about it. Well, that and also um, there's this call with Donald Trump, and he's saying like, "I don't want any quid pro quo," and it's like seemingly no one had really even been using that language it's one of those things where you feel like someone's calling and trying to make sure that they say something like hey just in case you have any confusion i don't Uh, want any kind of crime problems this is a a not quid pro quo situation just want to be clear like those text messages and then what did he say like did he didn't he make a statement today donald trump where he said I want nothing. I want nothing. There is no quid pro quo. Well, that was in the phone call. Yeah. So that was a phone call with Sondland where he was saying like, oh, that I don't was want in a the, quid okay. pro quo. But then what's about the, what, there's like some handwriting sample or something where there's like a big piece of paper with Donald Trump. Handwriting. It is terrifying. Like it's worse than if you had gotten a bunch of magazine clippings to write 
I his want your head on a spike. His signature is so aggressive. But like, he has this weird all caps way of, I mean, he could only write like two or three sentence, very short, like three word sentences on the page because his giant all caps handwriting is so large and so creepy. This, so I have to, oh, Hold on. oh, oh, I do see this. this Isn't it scary? Bananas. <laughs> I mean, it is just like comically large. If you have one piece of paper that's blank in front of you and it's going to be what you're going to say, are, is that how you would write? Yikes. You would write in these four giant block letters? He, wrote, he writes in, I want nothing, I want nothing, I want no quid pro quo. Uh, tell Zelensky to do the right thing. This is the final word from the president of the U.S. It's also it's his third person thing is so weird when he refers to himself as Trump. I just can't wait for a handwriting analysis. Oh God. on this man, they'll, they'll send him to prison just on that. <laughs> Just go to the creepy. You're going to the D block. That's exactly. where you're staying yeah, we saw with your all the other creepy serial killer writing guilty. people. Yes, you're guilty. Uh, happy endings. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Alison Johnson, it's about time for us to land this plane. Mm-hmm. I think we should do one more thing, though, before we go. Oh, all How right. How do you feel about a happy ending? I feel good about it. <laughs> Feels a little predictable, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Hit it. Um, happy endings are what we like to do at the end of the show. We've talked about a lot of heavy stuff at the front there. Yeah, we did. Dealt with Jesse Smollett and a new lawsuit. Yeah, something with... I did not think I was going to talk about today was it, Jesse Smollett. I told myself I wasn't talking about it again. Um, <laughs> you did? I did. I said You're I was like never I'm... talking about that on the air again. <laughs> um, and, I, and I really meant it. Uh, we talked about impeachment hearings. We played uh, our new Thanksgiving song. We talked about Justin's least favorite thing. We did. We, we did Emmy noms with Grammy noms. Emmy noms, the Grammy noms with Grammys. With Grammy Is crackers. Yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> I think we called it something different every time. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's no official name and there never will be. Yep. That sounds about right. Yep. That means it's going to be the name of the podcast. So, Justin, <laughs> we're going to let you start off. Sure, Marie Kondo may have sold out by trying to sell you a bunch of stuff after making a career of convincing you to get rid of material possessions. But if it wasn't for her, Allie would never know that she loves boxes of all kinds. Yeah, that's true. I love all boxes and all carpets. Because that was a lesbian joke. Yeah. 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 I love box within a box. Okay. I love zipper box. So I'll go next. Um, The Baby Shark Thanksgiving song may be trash. (laughs) Uh-huh. But look at the bright side. Now all you Android people can listen to trash music on your trash phones oh my with the Spotify playlist. <laughs> wow, a lot of shade. I don't I even think that's shade hear. anymore. I think that's just direct hate. I don't know if you guys can uh. hear Emmy in the background. Direct shade. <laughs> like, going rogue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Well, okay, we're going all in on the We Hate Android well, users because thing. because Napua sent me a message on uh, on Instagram, and she was like, uh, what did she say? She said something about, like, stop hating on, stop hating on the Android mm-hmm, people, and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, it's so much fun. It only fuels us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, here's my happy ending. Sure, Ginger Justin really hates it when people strike up a conversation at a cash register. But on the bright side, based on company salary, you don't really need to visit a cash register that often. Wow. Wow. Um, Too real. 
Yeah. <laughs> too, I kind of wanted to too soon. Ooh. Too soon. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. As as the rich woman in the room. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought these were supposed to be happy. I, I the what stated I've never been on a red carpet. I was gonna say you as the rich woman in the room. You can't bash the producer. <laughs> I said on company salaries. I just I'm in saying, general, I didn't I'm pinpoint like, anybody. We know that you're the highest paid person in the room because of <laughs> because of the wage gap, <laughs> uh, the gender pay gap. Everyone thinks I'm a boy, so they're paying me more. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's a good time for us to get uh, out of here. All right, we, we will have see a lot you. going on tomorrow. We do. We, yeah, we have a couple of guests. We have uh, Nurse Alice will be joining us again. Yes, and then uh, Fallon Carter is coming in. Um, she's been a friend of mine for a long time. We actually went to college together. She's an extraordinary wedding and events planner. She's going to talk to us about cool holiday trends for your wedding and other uh, hot holiday hot trends for weddings that are coming up next year. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's always good to talk about uh, events in general, maybe uh, uncomfortable dinner conversations. Maybe she knows about that kind of stuff. So lots to talk about there. She's got stories. Oh, good. I cannot wait. I always love hearing wedding horror stories. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we can give some advice to Justin because he's getting married. There we go. So We'll we'll get Sarah on the phone. Yeah, let's get Sarah on the phone. Yeah, we'll have Sarah on the phone. Okay, he's shaking his head. All right, we got to go. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye-bye. On the next, next, drop the subject. On the next show, we'll be chatting with Nurse Alice about some of the biggest holiday stressors. Do you want to strangle your conservative uncle? So do we. Nurse Alice has tips on how to manage it all. We'll also be chatting with famed destination wedding planner Fallon Carter about how people are running away from tradition and starting new trends ahead of wedding season. Say goodbye to flower girls and hello to weed bars. I need to go to your wedding. Here comes the bong. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.